Hello and welcome to episode 48 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone so competitive they are hell-bent on being the first non-US-born presidential candidate to run for office in the 60th quadrennial US presidential election. It's difficult to say. Yeah. In November 2024. 2024, yeah, that's, it's in my diary. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, just that date. What about the... No, the, I'm going to do some stuff before then. I, I think you might have to. We'll come to this in a minute. Well, you say have. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come to this in a okay. minute. There's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, and plain old-fashioned common sense. You know, straight talking, yep. sensible, well-rounded discussion with insightful judgment. Mm. I think that's fair, right? Like any president would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives... And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. In today's episode. <laughs> no. no. In one. That <laughs> <laughs> bully special prize. <laughs> Speedboat. <laughs> if you haven't already subscribed to us, then please do so. And if you like what you hear, then please do spread the word as well. We'd love to hear from you, so please do send us some correspondence. Yeah. We love correspondence. We don't get enough of it. No. In fact, we don't get any of it. <laughs> so... Just some would be nice. We get some, but we, it's, we, yeah. it's, it's the same old... I mean, the one you just read out same from Adam. Be, be respectful. Okay. Well, we've got a hardcore of supporters, well, haven't we, we? Yeah, because we share the um, the old social thing yeah. now. You're, you're seeing stuff and it's marked as red. I've just seen some of that probably... Oh, I mark as unread if I read it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. That's Very okay. thoughtful of you. Yeah. We're coming to kindness in a bit. That's lovely. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so send uh, all your correspondence, mm. whatever that is, ideas, feedback. And if I... Well... I think if I am going to go for president, mm. I'm going to want to know what the people want. Yeah. And if we're in 34 Let, states... Let's not, yeah, let's not get too, too carried. We'll come to this in a minute, Mark. Okay. But You've got something just, up your sleeve, haven't you? Yeah, I'm okay. a bit worried about it, to be honest. Um, um, so, yeah, send us einfeincast at gmail.com is what I've been trying to yeah. get out. <laughs> just send us an email and then the link's on the thing. So just do the thing. Uh, coming up, warm up and stretch. Got some catch-up of bookmarks to do. Mm-hmm. Got quite a few to get through. Good. I'm gonna I like keep... it when there's bookmarks. I like your structure. Do you? Mm. Good. A shame you smash it to bits every week, but there we go. <laughs> by uh, preempting <laughs> everything you're about to say, Jimmy. Yeah, by having a little look beforehand. No, no, no. And coming in and kicking the doors haven't, down. Haven't had a look at all. Okay, good. Couldn't be asked. Good. <laughs> you know, when I said you were kind, it's just like you... <laughs> No, just because I trust you. You giveth and you taketh away. I want to do this impromptu. This is, this is, I haven't done anything today. Uh, So work-life ballet, uh, how judgment, we've been talking about judgment a little Mm. bit. um, I just thought the next step step could be how judgment is fashioned by luck and or fate. Mm -hmm. Whether um, we can affect any outcomes. Yeah. And in brain food, uh, the power of kindness. Mm. Thought I'd have a little look, Mm. a little brutal. So how are you, Mark? How are you today? Again, when you're ready, I think I'm. I think I'm really. Um, you got a twinkle? No, I just oh. think I'm over. <laughs> you got grit in your eye then, or something? <laughs> I think I'm overthinking the question of it. Yeah, I think I know. Just tell me how you are. You're right. Or not? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. good. Can we get on? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, is there anything else? Did you? Did no. you fit? Okay, fine. <sighs> I got some bad news, Mark. I'm afraid. You're going to break it now. Yeah, and you might want to sit down for... Th- oh, you are. Right. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to be the one that has to break this to you. I'm actually getting quite sweaty. Okay. And I was hoping, That's not I was, bad news. I was, hoping to fi- I was hoping to find some a loophole or some kind of hidden... <sighs> this is difficult. I think I know where this is going by the look in your eye. The star-spangled look in your eye. <laughs> yeah. Come on, tell me. You're not able to become... President of the United States. I'm able to do anything I want. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I appreciate. And I know we've talked about. There's no such word as shouldn't. I, know. <laughs> I didn't say you shouldn't. I said you can't. There's no but, such word as can't. Right. Give me one, just one concrete reason why I can't. Okay. According to Article 2 of the US Constitution, is this concrete enough? Is this sounding okay. like it's. You need to be a natural born citizen. Yes, I am. <laughs> Wait. Oh. there's always a caveat isn't there yeah sorry a natural born citizen of the united states of of america or to have become a citizen before september 17th 1787 they've left that in i mean i think that's pretty much everyone that's probably finished now isn't (laughs) it's still in there yeah yeah now you do have one of the criteria Mm mm-hmm you have to be at least 35 years of age. Okay. You're only just. And at least five foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did check. And the other thing, 
not that it matters now because you haven't got the first one. But, 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 well, okay, we'll go back to that. Um, you need to have been an inhabitant of the United States for at least 14 years. But if, if, so it's cutting it a bit fine, isn't it? But it's if a bit like look, the hairdresser in Bradford who brings the Magna Carta. I don't recognise the boundaries. Because I'm a, cit- of, I'm a laws citizen of the land. No, You're a citizen, I'm a citizen of the, of the world. world. Yeah, I went to the University of Life. I didn't go to any university. I don't know. Rules are there to be broken. I don't think that's necessarily the barrier that you're making it out to be. Right. right. Okay. That, that's not the Second Amendment, is it? That's just the second is how to be a, a president. A, well, there's a constitution. I was just thinking in about three episodes, because we've done a bit of forward planning, I was saying I wanted to talk about truth. Yeah. And I think because I've been looking into the philosophy of truth, I might even come back and go, well, who says what the boundaries of the United States of America okay, are? Okay, here's one. I'm throwing it back at you. Okay. Right? Say you you manage to succeed mm-hmm. on your goal of mm. being US president. Yeah. Based on exactly what you've just said, mm. what is there to keep you in that position? Say, the, the, love of the, the love of the citizens, I guess. Right. And what if they decide they don't like you anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to shoot them all? What are you going to do? You're going to go, okay, cool, yeah, I'm challenged, you know, anarchy versus anarchy, bring it on. No, what if I don't recognise the borders, do you mean? It's like if you just want to race, right, you want to sprint, yeah, right, you, yeah. you hit a PB, you beat, yeah. smashed everyone, and everyone yeah. goes, we're going to change how we do things. Yeah, time is an artificial <laughs> construct, you haven't won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we're going to make it 101 metres. Mm. Goalposts, isn't it? We were talking about that last week with Okay, the, with the well, let's just put that one on ice for the moment, because... Look, I'm, you know, I'm as open-minded as they come, mm. you know, I don't make the rules, I've been I'm looking at a delivery driver's job as well, so I've got options. You've got a backup? Yeah. Okay, what, Amazon or Hermes? Uh, through Manpower. Okay, oh, no, is not... it not called Person Power these days? True, no. Mm. Have you signed up on like a recruitment site? Um, well, I've been on to it, and then I realised I've lost my driving licence, so I can't get a job for the you moment. You mean look, physically lost it, or not lost it yeah, years no, ago? Physically lost it, yeah. Kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah no. not putting your seatbelt on. Yeah. Right. I haven't got a single point or anything on my license, which is ridiculous. You said that with surprise. Oh, well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know. I've not been in the car yet. I need to, you know, well, no, I don't need to. (laughs) You were a star of Instagram Live this week. Yeah. Weren't you? Yeah. That was good. Thank you. So you had a chat with um, Sam from Mila Plants. Yeah. Um, On your own, you went solo. Mm. Because we realised at the last, well, I realised at the last minute that you can't have more than two streams on an Instagram Live. Yeah. So was me an hour before it was going out thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to... And you're head of PR marketing for my yeah. presidential campaign. Yeah, running a digital agency, mm. absolutely no idea. So then um, you decided to go solo. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, and, um, it was great. You were great. Thank you. You even art directed yourself with the candle just next to you. I did put At one point, I did think you were in the, under, you know, in the toilet under the stairs. <laughs> but then I, <laughs> but I thought, no, that's a safe, this is on a sofa. It looked good. Good, thank you. Um, I like the way you were all branded up as well. Yeah. I haven't even told Alyssa that I was giving them 30 minutes of... I, I imagine they'd have noticed from the sales, actually, <laughs> of that. Yeah. Um, so, no, but some really interesting stuff came out of it, which we'll probably touch on a bit in Brain Food later. But um, there's some nice themes that came out of it. That yeah. wasn't kind of... It's, well, it was quite organic, it. wasn't it, the yeah, conversation? Definitely. Yeah, He's a nice guy. Like yeah, it's good. Um, and the link is still up if you want to check it out. It's on um, Mila Plants UK on Instagram. Um, M-I-L-A. Yeah. Plants. We mentioned something when we were talking about laughter in our hilarious laughter. I mean, it was non-stop lols, wasn't it, to mm. be honest? Um, and uh, there, there was a mention of about laughter and fear. Yeah. And looked up laughter and fear because there's something you kind of mentioned something is... With um, children, wasn't it? Yeah. And sort I looked of up relief from fear. Laughter is a release from lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I found something called gelatophobia, which is a fear of being laughed at. Okay. Which I think we've probably all got, right? Well, if <laughs> you're no being laughed at in a derogatory way, yeah, I guess. Well, if you're a comedian... Yes, you wouldn't probably. fear that, would you? <laughs> no, no. All right, clever clogs. Um, so what, whilst most people do not like... It's a funny saying, that, isn't it? What? Clever clogs. Yeah. Carry on. Thank you. Um, while most people uh, do not like being laughed at, there's a subgroup of people that, that exceedingly fear it. And without obvious reasons, they relate laughter they hear to be directed at themselves, I guess, mm. in a derogatory mm. manner. There's something called the pseudo-bulbar effect. Have you heard of that? Nope. Happens when you have episodes of strong emotions that are not necessarily appropriate for the situation. So your mood and emotions tend to just be fine otherwise, aside from these brief episodes of strong emotions. Imagine someone tells uh, a joke that you didn't find funny, but you start bursting out loud, raucous laughter. This is one possible way that this BPA can manifest. This symptom is linked to conditions that affect your brain, like a traumatic brain injury or a neurological disorder like multiple sclerosis. So it's, it's a case where you can, yeah. you can obviously can't yeah. control it. 
And I, I looked at the Freud humor pressure valve bit because mm-hmm. we kind of we, like we always touch on things, don't we? And I'm like, well, that's really interesting. And, and yeah, Freud did a, quite a bit of work, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So just mention him in passing doesn't seem to give him much uh, much credit. The psychic energy released is the energy that would repress the emotions that are being expressed through a person's laughs. Most summaries. Uh, or laughs for mm. you. Most summaries of Freud's theory of joking mistakenly describe laughter as a release of repressed emotions themselves. According to Freud, the emotions which are most repressed are sexual desire and hostility. And so most jokes and witty remarks are about sex, hostility, or both. In telling a sexual joke or listening to one, we bypass our internal sensor and give vent to our libido. In telling or listening to a joke that puts down an individual or a group we dislike similarly, we let out the hostility we usually repress. In both cases, the psychic energy normally used to do the repressing becomes superfluous and is released in laughter. Okay, that takes a little bit, I guess, similar to what I was saying about the Jimmy Carr joke that was trying to take things to ex- extremes. Yeah. It's taking Those barriers have to go down. The Delor- We mentioned the DeLorean. Um, so these cars were made from 1981 to 1983 and the car was designed by Giorgetto Gijario. Australian? Yeah, and stood out for his uh, for its gullwing doors and brushed stainless steel outer body panels. Widely became known for its disappointed lack of power and performance. It did <laughs> range from. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the the baseline horsepower is a hundred and like hundred and thirty or something. Yeah, this thing weighs about three tons. It's been an absolute dog. Though its production was short lived, the car was made memorable through its appearances as the time machine in Back to the Future, of course, uh, from nineteen eighty five. There's about nine thousand DeLoreans made before the production halted in December 1982, shortly after DMC filed for bankruptcy, which we've known is linked to a bit of mm. skullduggery, wasn't it? Despite the car having a reputation for poor build quality and less than satisfying driving experience, the DeLorean continues to have a cult following. Uh, and an estimated 6,500 DeLoreans are still on the road. I looked one up. 57,000 miles on the clock. How much do you reckon one's going for? I reckon 170,000. No, 22 grand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you pick one up for 22. Not bad, eh? Be a talking point, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe when I'm going round from state to state. It's not a bad shout. You it's get, not a bad get me shout. You're still thinking it? about your uh, your race, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. I'm great. just thinking ahead, planning. You can't yeah. just turn up on the day. No. You've got to put I mean, in the no, work imagine, beforehand. Imagine yeah. just turning up unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Bad enough with the podcast. Yeah, I know the point you're making. This is just for the, <laughs> the listeners who it's don't. It's like being driven into with a DeLorean, isn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, so the world is different at 3 a.m., yeah that's something you said and i went yeah it is isn't it mm. i looked it up you know what i do and it is what oh, i thought you were going to say it had been proved <laughs> well, proved that it is different yeah. well sort of it's known as the devil's hour or the witching hour okay a more popular opinion is that 3 a.m uh, is the veil between the two worlds the one you currently live in and the other side the fourth dimension the ethereal realm and the spirit world i don't like the tautology when people go 3 a.m in the morning but that's just a Oh, because well, you've already said three, because you've said a.m. Yeah. Okay. So they reckon supernatural activity is higher and more accessible at that time. Okay. Maybe that's why I felt it. Then. This is also a time where connection um, with your higher self, the divine you, is optimal. Mm-hmm. You, you may also be experiencing a spiritual awakening and your guides are able to give you more information, more downloads at this time than they are during the day. Do you feel you have a spiritual guide or you know, Patronus nope. or anything like that? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. But it's, it is weird, isn't it? Kind of when you go, we get up early for holiday. Oh, yeah. The, the drive weird. to the airport at yeah. half four. It's that's, weird. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. You know, your friend wanted to know more about my poo. Remember you said that? She, your your <laughs> friend your, your friend texted you, said, I really want to hear more about Dave. That just I'm phrased pre- in the way of, I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I've uh, got some news about Have my you had poo. the results? No. Oh. My, my samples have hit the lab. Okay. Which I imagine is like hitting the fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that one? Is that actually written down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, also, you were the first one to mention, because I got a lot of stick for my poo. Yeah, <laughs> poo, poo sticks. sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but you were the first one to mention poo way back in episode. I've been doing my research this week. Has it been a quiet week for you? <laughs> it hasn't. I've just been You've very, a very, de- very, shut your face. I've been very dedicated to the course. Yeah. My, my commitment is clear, right? Uh, but in, De- yeah, Dedicated back, to the what? What? What do you say? Dedicated to the cause? I don't know. What did I yeah. say? That's okay. Can't Just rewind. Check. No, no. <laughs> Episode 13, mm. you were the first one to bring up poo. What did I say? You were talking about cow poo all over the death rocks when you went on your little trip. With the cormorants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, climbing, the climbing cows of Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> Those famous cows, yeah. 
<laughs> mountain cows of Cornwall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. I did. You, and you also made a poo joke. Mm-hmm. Episode 46, exactly 53 minutes in, when you said this lady's not for turning, and then you went turding. Yeah. You always miss so one. Don't, don't you? tell me that you don't find it funny. Mm. One more poo reference. Is that all right? Before Philly we go on. See, you just done another one. Um, our resident army captain sent us this. Wombats. Remember we were talking about Wombats Bottoms? Okay, me again. <laughs> yeah, was, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you've just... Yeah, you're one of those people who kind of turn things around and mm. make it look like someone else's fault. So Wombats are the only animal in the world known to produce cubic poo. Right. And there's pictures. Yeah. You'll see a picture. Mm, yeah. Because you can't imagine what that looks like. Yeah. It looks like dirty dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, it revealed that wombats have a unique intestinal structure that can shape its poo into cubes before leaving the body. The resulting defecation is quite literally akin to squeezing a square peg through a round hole. I think we'll <laughs> leave it there, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not read that before? Read that. <laughs> that's uh, quite a good analogy. Yeah, right. Um, just... Because obviously I don't do any research like you do, but no. I, I still thought, you know, we were talking about white lines. Yeah. You weren't done for cultural appropriation because you were, <laughs> there was nothing black or <laughs> American in, in your singing or your rapping. Um, I, I just started looking, songs that have been, had been banned. Yeah. And I mentioned Frankie Goes to Hollywood Gets Away With It. There's a lot, isn't there, the BBC have banned. Yeah, but I was actually wrong. <laughs> Um, I don't think it had. I did do a little check. I couldn't well, see it. Well, it says here, this is from The Guardian, Mike Reed yanked <laughs> uh, Relax off Radio 1 before the song had finished playing, having realised what they w- what were they're singing, singing about. about right. Yeah, Frankie's label, ZTT, had already taken out ads that included such phrases as all the nice boys love semen and 19 inches that must be taken always. What does that mean? This is taking a turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just looking look at some of the others. Donna Summer. Love to love you, baby. This is about four minutes of orgasm, isn't it? I don't know. George Michael, I want your sex. That was banned. Yeah. Madonna, justify my love. Queen, I want to break free. This is interesting. <laughs> NWA did fuck the police, and it mm-hmm. says this didn't need banning. Mm-hmm. It was too profane for radio broadcast, which it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Australia's Triple J station happily played it for six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Waterloo. Okay. During the Gulf War, the reliably literal BBC wasn't taking any chances and expunged 67 songs featuring even the vaguest and most metaphorical references to armies killing boats, killing cavalry, or the Middle East. Two killings there. Wow. Amongst them, Abba's notoriously hawkish hit Waterloo. But yeah, no, it doesn't seem to have white lines, so that that was just me. So Work Life Ballet, I wanted to look at luck or judgment. We kind of touched on it. and There's been some nice, interesting themes the last couple of pods, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Certainly about, we haven't talked about luck specifically, mm-hmm. but we've talked about opportunity mm-hmm. and what you make of, of an opportunity. Mm. Maybe external factors that determine your future yeah, or your actions or yeah. and mindset and stuff like that. We're talking about privilege, weren't we? We're talking yeah. about kind of high income country privilege versus middle and low income. Maybe we want to talk about luck. And chance. Yeah. One thing I'd meant to say at the time, I've just started listening to Sam Harris again. I, I dip in and out of his podcasts. Mm. In the next pod, I just wanted to, well, either play or just say a quote that he made uh, regarding the storming or the siege of the capital. Mm. And I just want to play it because I just think I fundamentally disagree with it. But what it made me think of was that there was a podcast that he did not so long ago where he was saying how he doesn't feel that people who are like, well, he's a self-made man, you know, talking about somewhere in America where someone has made it. And he said, like, he's come from nothing and done this. Right. And the point he was making is that the majority of people in America, not all, but the majority of people in America still have a step up on hordes of the rest of the world living in. Yeah, just in, in terms of being born within yes. the, the, yeah. the borders of the United yeah. States. And even if you're the poorest in a rich country, you can still mm. be, you still have some material gains or some opportunities mm. that people just won't have if you're born into a civil war or born into something where yeah. you've got very low life expectancy. And he was saying he hates this sort of, or dislikes this sort of, I'm a self-made man, I've done it all myself, because mm. he said you did have a head start. Mm. And it was interesting, one of the things he said was, you had the genes of your parents. Mm. And I thought, yeah, that's 
Do you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. an inherent advantage we're given because yeah, you might be in the developed world and if both your parents were fit and well and yeah. you know, you've got that head start yeah, over billions yeah. of the rest of the world. So it just made me think um, in terms of the, the, the luck was... Yeah, because you might have that and then not have the mindset, not have the support, not have the yeah. education yeah. to even give you know, all the, the ingredients you do need. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. some people might just need one of those ingredients, like mindset and, and fairly good health, for example, yeah. and off they trot, depending yeah. on what where they want to go. So basically it's around, you know, is, is life what you make it or is your hand already dealt? We can look at fate in a minute. But we talked about privilege, life chances and opportunity. And um, and those things are largely driven and decided by where you're born, into what, where, life's timelines, geography, race, socioeconomic background, environment, genetic code. The reason I'm just looking a little bit vague oh are you all right <laughs> yeah that's my vague look <laughs> yeah was and this is probably you said it last week when we record on a saturday after i done my course on a saturday mm. my mindset is influenced with what i've just been learning and speaking yeah. to with other people mm -hmm. and their life experiences mm -hmm. i think while i was looking vague so a typical thing a typical thing would be to say we're so privileged or we have such great opportunity that we're living you know in a world where you can fly around the world in less than a day mm -hmm. and when you can do this and you can do that and when you have access to this and that. But if it comes down to how content or how happy or how much you get out of life, where's where's the measurement for that? And you could go, well, at least we're not chucking our shit into the middle of the road from, you know, our windows yeah. as they did back in the day. And we've got yeah. proper sewage and clean water. But you could also say that a lot of the things that we have in the modern world counter the fact that we've got good health and good hygiene and, you know, we're not having our teeth pulled out with pliers and stuff like yeah. that. And so some of the, the other side to it in terms of the increasing, you know, mental health problems, the increasing anxiety between different, I guess, different players in the world who are trying to influence what we do and what we see, whether, whether if you went back, if you could have time travel and you go back and you go, actually, I've had 10 years back in the 1750s yeah. and it's better. <laughs> Yeah. So you might go, I don't, I don't want to be a caveman running away from a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. But if you were a caveman who went out hunting, got a buffalo, sat around a fire, ate buffalo, your quality of life might be better <laughs> than a yeah. lot of people yeah, now. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so, we're judging it from our position, That's what we can we? do, isn't it? Yeah. So the judgment we've been talking about, whether it's a positive or negative outcome, is the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. Um, and we talked about how these don't always need to have uh, taken much time to form because there could be snap judgments yeah. or indeed that they're in any way sensible. <laughs> you like to think, yeah. but of course, yeah. you know, what we think is sensible, someone else won't think is sensible. So I guess here we're talking about the decisions we make to determine an outcome and how much control we think we have over what might be out of our control and or preordained. Mm. So luck, because I said the other day, I don't believe in luck. I think yeah, at the end did, of one of yeah. the pods. Yeah. So the definition, luck is a phenomenon and belief that defines the experience of notably positive, negative or improbable events. The naturalistic interpretation is that positive and negative events may happen all the time both due to random and non-random natural and artificial processes, and that even improbable events can happen by random chance. In this view, the epithet uh, lucky or unlucky is a descriptive label that refers to an event's positivity, negativity, or mm. improbability. People tend to talk about luck. They tend to talk about a power or a charm or some kind yeah. of uh, ethereal force Definitely. that gives you a positive outcome to something. Or negative. Not, yes, or negative. But yeah. gen, you know, lucky charms. Yeah. I know, there's, I know there's things that give you bad luck. Yeah. But I think if everyone had a choice, they'd rather have some good fortune, wouldn't they? Yeah. Or good luck or yeah. whatever. The actual definition of luck gets kind of distorted to a certain degree, doesn't it? Mm. As something like, I'm lucky, therefore there's, there's some kind of aura around me. <laughs> Wherever I go, whatever I touch yeah. turns yeah. to gold. Well, we did that on the streaks episode, didn't we? Where we mm. said about the lucky streak. Mm. We put yeah. that word lucky in. I'm wondering whether, I think your definition sort of ex explains this a bit. But how I was perceiving it as you spoke is almost like luck pops in when, when we haven't got a rational explanation for something that's particularly, and I, I think I agree yeah. with you, it's mostly good fortune. Like a coincidence, like a... Yeah, but it, it's... But, it's, the, but the, the, yeah, because then you almost get into kind of serendipity and stuff, don't you? Where it's kind of, there's a series of events. You think like all life is a series of events. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whether you, you whether you encourage them to happen, whether you sit there passively and they happen around you. Yes. Things tend to just happen. Their seasons will change around you if you sat there long enough. Yeah. You can't affect those. Luck, I think fate and destiny and serendipity kind of all start to kind of touch each other. They're not, you know, they're their own things. They are, but I'm wondering whether luck gets chucked in as, as I can't explain because this was so because an incident that we're trying to explain was so out of the ordinary or is unable to be explained we can lay a luck on it and then the explanation is done so here's, here's yeah, an example it was, it was the, normally the percept, how you perceive something yeah so whether he, it was like whether it was lucky or not lucky yeah we said i don't know if you um edited this out or not because i can't remember hearing it but i know i know it was discussed about a couple that that won i can't even remember how much but quite a few million on a lottery ticket, mm. Euro Millions, I think. They'd gone to the garage to buy some tomatoes or something, right. and there was a five pound minimum spend with a card. So the guy had bought a couple of tickets to take it up to five pounds. Right, yeah. And his explanation was like, "How lucky is that? Because I could have bought two packets of biscuits yes, to get the five pound yeah, spend." Yeah. So you then can put luck down as that was down to luck, that was down to fate, that was down to good fortune. Mm. It was down to his choice to buy two yeah. tickets. But also if he'd bought biscuits, yeah. he never would have known the other reality. Exactly. Therefore go, I was really bad luck I bought the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it is a bit like the horoscopes, isn't it? You mm. can't you bend it yeah. to your good your yeah. your positive or your negative slant, yeah. depending on what your you know, if you suddenly got shot in the street straight through the heart, no one no one will go, that was really unlucky. Because yeah. it hit him in the heart. I mean, heart's only that big, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would have. It was three inches either way. He probably would. He could have survived. That was bad luck. Yeah. But if yeah. it if he'd been shot and survived, and and the bullet went two inches from the heart, oh, that was lucky. You yeah. know, two inches the other way, it'd have been a goner. But also going going back to the lottery ticket, that luck is around that one incident. It isn't. It doesn't become a self perpetuating entity. So if I give you an example, what I mean by that is, he might have won, say, won five million pounds on Euro lottery. And his life could fall to pieces. Yeah, it doesn't because yeah, you know, doesn't everything mean he's going to go home and no. And he could he could buy a Ferrari, not drive it properly, go into a wall, <laughs> and a day later be dead. Yeah. Or he could have bought those biscuits, taken them round to an elderly neighbour who basically yeah. you know thanked him, and then you know blah 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 blah, loads better, of nice things, yeah, had a better yeah, life, so, yeah. and felt good about yeah. it. So talked about luck, uh, fate. I want to talk about, and I'll try and try and wrap this up. But what happens to a particular person or thing, especially something final or negative, such as death or defeat? Uh, power that some people believe causes and controls all events so that you cannot change or control the way things will happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of maybe not taking accountability of something. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about the accountability when you said people can't accept there's a cause for something. Yeah. So it's like, well, that might mean it's it's to do with me and not somebody else. Mm. So I think fate, you can kind of go, well, that was just going to happen. It's almost a, a kind of a relinquishment of, of your yes. accountability. Yes. Isn't it? Oh, it was always going to happen. Yeah. It was in the stars. Uh, the Stoics believe that human decisions and actions ultimately went according to a divine plan devised by God. Uh, they claimed that although humans theoretically have free will, this is another interesting yeah, kind of thing. This is another four episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their souls and the circumstances under which they live are all part of the universal network of fate. A little philosophical look at luck, winning a lottery, being hit by a straight bullet or surviving a plane crash are all instances of a mundane phenomenon. Luck, mundane as it is, the concept of luck nonetheless plays a pivotal role in central areas of philosophy, either because it is the key element of widespread philosophical thesis or because it gives rise to challenging puzzles. For example, a common claim in philosophy of of action is that acting because of luck prevents free action. Does that make sense? No, you lost me a little bit. Um, it's probably the way I said it. So, for example, a common claim in philosophy of action is that acting because of luck prevents free action. So if you're going about your daily activities as if there's something else controlling that, you will never actually perform free will. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're, you're not doing it from within. You're doing it based on other other external factors. So going back to so the... It's slightly distorted. It's not true. It's almost like free will with kind of a confidence about good fortune or you're surrounded by luck or... So I'm wondering whether... Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm just trying to put it in more simplistic terms for my own head. You have a carrot cake. Yeah, which I, like is, a, I like it already. So a carrot cake is your statistics. So a one in 10 million flights will end in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. That's a statistic. Yeah. If luck had never been invented as a concept, mm-hmm. people would go, there's been 10 million flights this year and there's the plane that crashed. But what we've done is we've put a layer of sugar coating on the carrot cake 
and that is luck. Yeah. Because people will go, that was the plane that crashed. And how lucky am I that my Uber got delayed on the way and I missed that flight? That's just circumstances. Yes. But we call it luck because we want to give a title to something that that feels to us beyond natural causes. The reality is one plane out of 10 million was going to crash. You've put a name to the fact that you weren't on that plane. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's all our perception and distortion depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. And it all comes down to how much risk we want to take or don't want to take. Yeah. So yeah, the concept of luck then starts to affect your your actions. So actually how, how free, how much of that is actually free will? Yeah. A platitude in uh, epistemology, which is the study of philosophical study of nature mm-hmm. and origin and limits of human knowledge, um, is that coming to believe the truth by sheer luck is incompatible with knowing. If two people act the same way, but the consequences of their actions are worse due to luck, should we morally assess them in the same way? Is the inequality of a person unjust when it's caused by bad luck? These two complex issues are a matter of controversy in ethics and political philosophy, respectively. Mm. It's it obviously sounds like a massive subject. My brain starts to kind of hurt yeah. on it. Yeah, I've never thought about luck in those and how many kind of knock-ons and how it affects the way the way we think, the way we act. Yeah, and I suppose the whole taking it down from the philosophical level to the everyday is you know nearly everybody has a lucky number based on absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, <laughs> it's just based yeah. on. It's a number. And yeah, and it's almost something you've passed, that's been passed down to yeah. generations. Yeah. Stories of of, of of what luck is, or yeah. perception of what luck is. I, mean, I guess there's big, I mean, I haven't looked into this, but I guess a lot of it has big links with religion in terms of, I was just thinking then of bad luck. And I think, isn't walking under a ladder because it's the sort of the three elements yeah. of, you know, I, there is, I think, the Holy um, Spirit and... I gave a definition of luck, but you then get into the supernatural, uh, the superstitious and religious mm-hmm. as well. I didn't go into this because again another another set of things to unpack. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Walking, yeah, walking under a lot of black cats, walking your path, that kind of thing. Yeah. That your belief in what that means, even if it's not based on again thoughts and facts, even if it's not based on anything scientific. Yeah. Even based on your own experience, you might think differently about your day if a black cat walks in front of you. Yes. Yes, yes, Whether yes. you've had that experience before and anything good or bad has happened. Yeah, you're very good at when we're discussing various bits of research. You'll often go, I can't remember exactly what you say, but it's something long round. That, Bullshit! That, <laughs> no, no that when, when, when you do a survey or ask a question, then, yeah. then you're, you're implying a bias and therefore that, that changes the result. So for example, here's an example. You're going out for a walk, seven o'clock in the morning, you look down, there's a four-leaf clover. Yeah. And if you believe that that is a lucky sign or a lucky omen, Mm. I think the point that I'm saying is, based on stuff you've said before, that will then change your approach to the next 10 minutes, the next hour, the whole day. Yeah. And if that gives you a sense of optimism that this is your, inverted commas, lucky day, you are more likely to create lucky opportunities or to seek them out or to be responsive to them. Yeah. On the course we've just done, the, the facilitator was giving an example because one of the things about radical acceptance, which I am now learning from this course, is that some of the things that I beat on about, I have no hope of changing. I have no control over them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can express an opinion, but to do things to the detriment of myself because I am outraged by mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. has, has, no, has no positivity about it. Yeah. So I have feelings, and there's something I'm going to say in a minute, based on this around my little not talking about COVID slot. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't got that in here. We better hurry up then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's only 30 seconds. <laughs> of course. Um, no, the point I was going to say was, When we talked about the radical acceptance, she was saying that she was just giving an example. And she said in a Facebook group, there's one woman at the moment in her Facebook group that basically is like, this is against our human rights. This is doing wrong. Lockdown is wrong. This is ruining our society. And the facilitator said she had just posted something to say, I've just suddenly realized that next month is March. And for me, that gives a sense of optimism because the days get longer. The weather starts to get a bit warmer. You know, it's just giving something upbeat yeah, yeah. and this other woman came in and went oh no fucking point being happy because we won't be able to walk anywhere and easter will be a washout and what the facilitator was saying is that that woman is doomed to either depression or to sad thoughts yeah. or to angst yeah. because her response isn't actually you're right march is the beginning of spring and yes you are right the temperatures will get yeah but her thing was i'm now going to you know blow that person's candle out yeah to make my, 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 my sadness yep. 
glow brighter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's exactly what I've realised on this, is that I think it's fine to have opinions and it's fine to express things and it's fine to give you takeaways that go, have you thought of this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me to continually invest in worrying about the political allegiances of BLM or <laughs> transphobia or whatever it happens to be, yeah. It, it should be more of just making my statement, making something that can help other people rather than taking on that burden. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the outlook. It's almost like every morning I should get up with my half smile or with my willing yeah. hands or yeah. with my four-leaf clover rather than another shitty day. Yeah. And I think the one thing that we were saying about the showers, that this that I almost forget forgot today for about the first time in three weeks not to have my cold Right. element okay. to the shower. Right, and right. I thought, I need to have that. And I think the more things we can do, maybe, is it, what is it, one of the sportsmen said, uh, the more I practice, the luckier I get. And yeah. that's the sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. If you keep doing things yeah, well, that are positive. You can see, again, yeah, you can see where, I mean, just what you were saying is almost like the, the philosophy of action thing I was just talking about. Yeah. Almost your perception yes. of something prevents you from doing your kind of, I guess, pure free will. Yeah. Or the thing that you want to do from the very inside. Yeah. It's been affected by something. And what did we talk about with optimism? We we talked about this, didn't we? A few pods again about learning optimism. About positivity. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I Um, mean, I'm the worst person in the world to be advocating. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm a sullen, miserable sod, but, you know. The science of, of luck. Finding money on the street may seem like a lucky break, but it might be more accurate to thank yourself. Researchers across various disciplines have attempted to decode whether there's an actual measurable aspect to what we understand as luck. Many of these studies have found that what a person might perceive as luck has more to do with psychology than probability. So luck is actually just her own positive attitude. <laughs> her, good lady luck, I guess. Uh, luck is actually her own positive attitude that keeps her open to new opportunities or perceiving patterns in random acts of chance. Mm-hmm. Exactly okay. what you've just been talking about. Okay. Right? Yet again. <laughs> you do all the research. It's a beautiful thing, Mark. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So... That's my point of I don't believe in luck. So I don't believe in luck as a as a non-controllable power or force that has the ability to change the outcome of something for better mm-hmm. or worse. Okay. Good luck or bad luck is just a subjective view of an event depending on whether one favoured the outcome or not. Mm-hmm. My view. And I do believe the definition of luck uh, that we gave a moment ago where improbable events can happen by random chance. Luck mm-hmm. is a chance event. You know, you are born, you, you have no control of where you're born mm. <laughs> think things happen and you don't have any control of those and i think we kind of start to get them mixed up with creating a positive outlook which is what we're yeah. just talking yeah. about so the car analogy we talked about you got a new car mm. suddenly you know you don't see those cars you have that car now everyone mm. all you see around is those cars yeah and you can think about that as opportunity if you if you, your eyes are constantly open to new opportunities you're more likely to see it yeah if you're scanning the ground for money, you're more likely to find money. If you're looking for smiley people, you'll find smiley people. There we go, yeah. And back to your point about your your course today, if someone's going, oh, you know, if they think they're dead set on March being shit. Yeah. Very quickly, I got into determinism, which is a philosophical concept often confused with fate. It can be defined as the notion that all intense actions are casually determined by the culmination of an agent's existing circumstances. Simply put, everything that happens is determined by things that have already happened. Determinism differs from fate in that everything it, has a cause. Yes. Yes. <laughs> determinism differs from fate in that it is never conceived as being a spiritual religious or astrological notion fate is typically thought of as being given or decreed while determinism is caused got it um on the chat with sam he referenced a a quote which i hadn't heard before okay we're talking about kindness, can't we? Just helping, you know, helping each other out. Yeah. Just I think I made reference based. to him being kind when I came in the shop. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you were talking about the environment being welcoming and yeah. a nice place yeah. to be and you got to just kind of, um, just being an all-around good person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, the quote he, he talked about on, on, on that chat was, um, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle, mm-hmm. which I hadn't heard, mm-hmm. whether you'd heard it or mm-hmm. not, but it was, I thought it was brilliant. And then you talked about the one... Um, which he like he hadn't heard. He hadn't heard the yeah the follow up in a way, which yeah. is blowing someone else's candle out doesn't make yours shine brighter. Yeah, and I think we're just saying those are two sides. Well, I think well, I think mine was a slight different angle. I th- how I read it, you don't lose anything by being kind to someone yeah. else. Yeah, sure. And I think what I was saying was almost one step further by by putting someone down, i.e. not being yeah, kind to them, look, doesn't make you look better. Yeah, sure. But I think a lot of people sometimes imagine it does. And I think that sometimes happens in the media, that it'll almost be, you know, criticising someone else mm. somehow gives you some kudos that you're yeah. 
you know, better or more intelligent by someone else, by making someone else yeah. look. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's, there's being kind to yourself, isn't there? As think, well as others. I mean, you know, kindness isn't just about oh, being kind to yeah. other people. And you the, can be kind to other people, not kind to yourself, and just ruin yourself, can't you? Well, it's very hard mentally. to be kind to other people if you're not kind to yourself. That's yeah. the underlying thing of the course. I think you, I think you can be I think you can be kind to someone else and neglect yourself. Yeah. So I actually just disagree with you saying you can be kind to others and not be kind to yourself. I think you absolutely can. Okay. It's almost like saying you don't need to be creative to kind of help someone else be creative. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily need to possess all the attributes to kind of emanate that particular thing i know what you're saying i know what you're saying because because kindness to yourself is a very different thing actually to being kind to someone else my view is that without true self-compassion the first bit i agree with you you can have had a shit day you could you maybe haven't looked after yourself you haven't slept you haven't eaten well you've been self-critical if i if i was in that position i can still send a text to a client who i think has also had a shit day yeah and when you've done five thousand steps today you're an absolute hero well done blah 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 you know yeah. thinking of you and they come back and go that was so kind those words meant yeah. a lot to me yeah what i would say is that without true self-compassion there is a cursory element to that kindness because the opposite for me of self-compassion is suffering if you're not being kind to yourself you're mm-hmm. perpetuating suffering yeah yeah, yeah. So that goes back to my pain and suffering. You could work 14 hours a day, which could be pain, you know, inverted commas could be painful because you needed to do a load of work. Mm. If you do 14 hours a day for a year, that becomes suffering because you're you're disregarding your health, you're disregarding your family, you're disregarding your friends, you're disregarding your social life, you're disregarding your physical health. That's when I think that the kindness then suffers because you don't have the capacity because of the amount of suffering that you're going through on a regular basis. You do not have the capacity to give kindness on a regular and... Or for for it to be as good as it could be. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So you're getting pockets of kindness. So when you've done your 14 hours and you've come home and you thought, shit, I'll send that text and go, hope you've had a good day. Yeah. That bit of kindness doesn't have the same... Um, it probably takes more effort, doesn't it? Yes. When you're not being nice to yourself, yes. it takes more effort yeah. to be kind to someone else. If you are kindness incarnate, right? You're just oozing kindness. Yeah. You're being kind by default. But if you're, <laughs> in, a, if you're in a position where, as I've used this expression a couple of times, if you're in, ex- if you're in the position of fishing for suffering, mm-hmm. the release of suffering through kindness is bound to suffer because you don't have the capacity or the energy or the... Yeah, because it's not just sending a text, is it? No. If you're, if you're in a physically in a room with someone, yeah, it's harder to be kind because yeah. you're suffering. I know I totally get and that. And if you're smothered by your own suffering, it's mm-hmm. fairly hard to breathe kindness into somebody else. That's what you were looking for, wasn't it? I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Okay, I probably if we, didn't. If we could drop the mics, we would. <laughs> no, but I'm, yeah, good. it is. That's why I want the music to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah any mailbag by the way i haven't got mailbag but i'd like to just have a little random look at my screenshots oh you said you weren't going to have you weren't going to talk about covid is that this oh yeah okay i'll show you that first that's that's you we talked about how often people what, how change screen, sorry go on this is screen savers not screenshots this oh, is, okay this i think you might like Prejudging for fuck's sake, Mark. Judge away, Mark. We've talked about the last episode. Judge your ass off. I'm not going to judge by going here. I think you might like this picture. Well, what fucking relevance does it have whether you like it or not? Talk about. Here's my screensaver. (laughs) Faces in places. Yeah. Um. Again. (laughs) So Mark has just shown me (laughs) a picture of a candle, which looks like he's got two eyes and a little face, a little mouth. Right. Little face. Um, COVID. Okay, I must so. admit the screen. That's a, your screensaver. Is, when I ask you every, at the beginning of episode, how are you? I you just showed you my screensaver. Me, you might as well because that pretty much says what how you're yeah. feeling. I showed you my rocks. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Honestly, you're such here's the COVID about one. Puerile. That's that's the, no. that's sophomoric. That is humour. That kind of puerile, immature stuff that is not welcome on it's this. Not podcast. vegan is not clever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I meant to drop this bit in the luck. Or fate. You've got 30 seconds, yeah. go. Okay. So picture the scene. The top, the top scientists in the world are given the job of sorting out COVID-19 
and hundreds and thousands of them do this. And Pfizer do the first trial. Yes. And for the second trial, the person in charge of the second trial right. fucks it up. Oh, are they? Yeah, they give the wrong dose. Oh, yeah. This, oh, this is actually what happened. This is truth. Right, this yeah. Right. By mistake, mm-hmm. the biggest, you know, yes. research, by mistake, they yeah. give a half dose or whatever it is for the second dose. And lo and behold... It that, works. It works even better than they could have imagined. Okay, yeah. So is that luck? Is that judgment? Is it fortune? It sounds like sheer it's, incompetency it's... to me. <laughs> but, but whatever we call it, I don't want to give it a title. So that's what happened, okay? So... Pfizer then come out and do this, mm. and then the UK government, because they want everyone to get one so that our figures look even better rather yeah, than giving yeah, double yeah, dose, yeah, yeah. fair play to them, blah, 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 decide there's going to be a 12-week gap between the two. And the rest of the world, every other country in the rest of the world is going, no, it's meant to be three weeks. Mm. That was original. I've even forgot how, what the original about. It was three, uh, weeks. three weeks. And it's interesting now that it's coming out that, oh, yes, it takes three weeks for the immunity to kick in. That, that's what mm. they're saying now. Anyway. Latest bit is, Matt Hancock, the rest of the world said we were stupid. Research has now shown that perhaps 12 weeks is even better than three weeks. Oh. Like, what, exactly, exactly, exactly 12 weeks. That's freaky, isn't yeah. it? So again, thirteen. lucky. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Then the next one is, when you get your... Um, it doesn't sound to... It doesn't, this certainly doesn't sound like determinism. No. When it you, sounds like there's no cause When you at get all. your... Um, little vaccine thing it lists which you've been given whether it's moderna or pfizer uh-huh. latest research has shown <laughs> yeah that it might be even better if you mix vaccines oh yeah, yeah so yeah. if you have a pfizer first and then moderna second <laughs> like cocktail. it could actually be better than two pfizers or two moderna yeah, that'd and be worth like, sh- talking about shaking yourself the other week yeah that'd be worth shaking yourself wouldn't it once you've had a couple of you'd have to right what to mix if, them up yeah yeah have to do you could. All, all i'm saying is that we've got to a position where this is the most exact science ever and we're looking at t-cells and we're doing this and we're doing this and then suddenly it's it's two full doses no it's a dose then half yeah. it's a three-week gap no it's a 12-week gap yeah. oh that works better you must not mix the vaccines okay we won't but if you mix them it could be better it's like um, yeah really from what i've only got um i think i've got a b in science at school mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there's no science <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i want to make a statement maybe it is determinism the cause being ineptitude yeah it just makes me laugh at everything that happens suddenly at the moment with the vaccines it's, it's even yeah. better now you know you know we're talking about the kind of clown horns the other day if yeah. you kind of if i'd have got like the benny hill theme tune in the background if you were describing yeah. that the cover of ah, ah, you know what i mean yeah or, or the Hill's angels music. running in speeded around a park yeah <laughs> being chased by chris witty that was yeah. good bonkers and it's madness what i said at the beginning it's madness isn't it you didn't do your funny madness today though did you no because you keep looking at me like i'm an idiot i just think you're going to run out of different things to do oh i've got plenty i'm going to give a an update on my screenshots it was two we're up to two nine five five now on screenshots i do like it you know when you say something in the pod and i go can you send me through the links and you just send me screenshots it's like right i'll type that out then <laughs> i'll type that into my address bar thank you very much okay we're just Dirty, yeah. this is scattergun this is scattergun because i want a few lols so i was looking through the i'm fine cast your instagram feed yeah, and you had mine, some love mine well i'm fine cast is basically it's you, our joint, you've chosen telling... who we follow yeah i don't really influence that huh? our instagram this I'm is 50, it's 50 50 as yeah, well. But saying. I don't influence. I don't want to. I think you do a really good job. I don't want to influence it at all. So you came up with something today, which was a lovely deli in Bedminster, like really gorgeous. Then there was um, a picture of a, a sort do? of cottage with lovely. If you just go, oh, why is this so difficult? Go but through your Instagram feed. Am I in, my personal Instagram? No, no, I'm fine cast. Oh, oh yes, I put the... And it's sorry, nice. Sorry, you know, Mark, sorry. Do you know what I mean? There's pictures I'm trying to remember of... yesterday. Yeah. Right? There's a lot going on. No, no, these were just the one people you follow. Yeah, so yeah, there was yeah, a lovely yeah. deli in Bedminster. Yeah. There was um, a bedroom with some lovely plants in it. There was something about wabasabi. This is relevant because of the luck thing. So you're looking at nice images. When I look through I'm Finecast Instagram, it looks... Looks nice, right? Nice on the nice. eye. Yes. Yeah. It's pleasing and restful and I enjoy doing it. Okay. Good. And I then thought, I'm going to look at mine. Yeah. The first thing <laughs> I looked at first thing <laughs> was that the, the title of the Instagram is Please Hate These Things. Mm. And it's basically photographs of um, kitchens or bathrooms or interiors of houses that just disturb you because they're so <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. So here's a kitchen. Again, this doesn't work well. No, I get but it. That's what everyone loves. 
Yeah. But it just makes you feel uncomfortable that somebody's actually designed. Can you, um, can you, if you send, send don't send a screenshot, whatever you do. Please hate these things. Send me the link and I will put them up on our Insta. We do, I do quite a lot of, like you said, I do take my time on the, on the Insta and craft it, you know, I curate it and we, we get some engagement, right? But I put, you know, we're talking about faces in places and coat hook, you know, drunk octopus. It was on Barry's banter bus that we're both a fan of. Yeah. And I put it on our story, didn't mm. I? Yes, mm. today mm-hmm. of the microwave that's been turned up on its yes. side. Yeah, yeah. Go on our Insta, you'll see it. Yes, no, I have seen it. Talk about engagement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what people want to see, don't they? They don't want yeah. us talking about serious subjects. They want to be pissing. They want us pissing Side, around, sideways like, microwaves. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to disregard everything I've just said. So this this sums up 2021. This was taken um, again. I don't know the link, but I've t- I saved the photograph. So. This is a picture of Tara Jenkins. She's 37 years old from right. Pembrokeshire in Wales. Yep. And as a tribute to Sir, is it Cap, Sir Captain Tom Moore or Captain Sir, I think it's Captain Sir Tom Moore. She's done a tribute, basically a transformation. So she's transformed herself to look like no, shut up. Tom, no. Captain John Senior Tom Moore. No. So I will send you the photo. It's a good job. So she has done that. Is she painted? Is she a makeup artist? Yeah, that's that is body incredible. Paint. It's incredible. That is incredible. However, two things. I spring thought she'd t- had an operation for a minute. Yeah, I thought, it, oh. it is absolutely incredible. It's good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, and she's done it through body. I think that's actually body paint. The the, the yeah, whole uniform and medals. Very good. Amazing good. piece of art. Yeah. Slightly creepy. Yeah. Here's me as a as a dead one hundred year old man. I don't think it's. I think she's doing it as a tribute. I don't know whether it is a tribute, but fair play. Each to their own, not well, mocking. You're it. showing it me. Yeah. We're talking about it. She's, she's obviously done the she's done well on Insta, I would have thought, with that. Yeah. So she she's she's trying to I don't think this has got, wares, No, right? I think this has got really I don't think this has gone viral. I think this is only a few people, like literally about forty people have seen this. I had to trawl around oh, for it's this. Forty three now. But it? the interesting thing is, <laughs> if you just <laughs> if you just read the last five words. So let me just let me paint the scene. <laughs> so you've got Tara. It's a, yeah. Looking fairly it's pensive. It's a split screen. It's, it's a, a split, split screen. screen. So she's Tara's on the left. On one, she's on the left. Yes. Got a bun up in her hair. Looks a bit yeah. pensive. Looks a wee bit sad. Yeah. And then her as Tom Moore looks like an alive 100-year-old man. Yes, correct. Brilliantly done. Yeah. But the last... Do you want me to read the last? <laughs> read the last five words okay. of the transformation. <laughs> Sorry, he's got left before, right after... <laughs> As if you didn't. <laughs> the author has had to describe which one is Tara 39 yeah. from Pembroke and which <laughs> yeah. is. So look at that Captain old guy. He's made himself look like a 20 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Right. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying this pod and feel like you're getting something out of it, then please make sure you subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two in the next episode. Now, we're talking about finding your centre. Yeah. We've got a fantastic chat with Joe. Well, you went rogue on this when you say we. It's like me and Sam and you and I'm, rep- I'm, ta- I'm representing the podcast, but I myself, as one on my own, had a chat with the lovely Joe. And it was fab. Cool. Um, so we bought our coffee and cake chat straight to this pod. Good. And I'm really excited about it because it's really I am, good. I haven't heard it. I know you haven't. Yeah. I'm really excited. I want you to hear it. I'm really chuffed with it. So that will be in the next episode. Cool. So we'll see you then. Looking forward. Okay, bye. Bye.